welcome to My Chaotic Closet. I'm your host, Michelle, and we're going to talk about Poshmark, Berkari, trips, all the stuff. So stay tuned. I apologize if my voice sounds off at all. I am having a bit of a cold, sore throat thing going on, and I think it is affecting my voice a little bit, so just bear with me. So last month, January 2023, I had my best month ever on Poshmark. I sold like 250 items, made quite a good amount of money, and yeah, it was a really good month for me. Now we are in February and can't say the same. Wish I could say the same, but I can't say the same. Of course, we're only a couple days into it, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but my sales have been so low. Like, that's an understatement. They're just not going anywhere. So I'm running an $8 sale now, which I didn't really want to do, but I need to get stuff moving. Like, these numbers are sad. (laughs) So hoping that goes well. I've only sold one item so far, so we'll see. I just started it about an hour ago, though, so plenty of time left i'm just gonna list a whole bunch of stuff i got most of it will be from the bins like the new things that are coming in and being listed and just hope that i can sell at least 20 of them today and the great thing is when you're running sales like this like my whole closet isn't eight dollars and it does bring a lot of traffic into your closet usually and you will have other higher price sales so it's not like you're only going to be making 505 which is how much you make on an eight dollar item per item People will bundle usually. People will buy stuff that's not even $8. So it's a great way to bring traffic in and get more sales overall, not just on these $8 items, if that makes any sense. I know I had a fear when I started running sales like this, like, oh my gosh, my closet's going to get wiped out and I'm going to make no money. Like all the items are going to go and I'm going to have like no money, but it's really not what happens. A few of them will sell. I mean, unless you're throwing up amazing items for $8, they're not, you're not going to sell everything. So you'll sell a couple. You'll sell a couple of your higher price items. People will bundle. You might discount a little bit more since they put a higher price item in there. It usually works out really well like all around. I like doing sales like this, especially when it's items I don't care about that I can discount way insanely. Like sometimes items aren't items I got from the bins, but they're items I've had sitting for a while, or maybe items I regret picking up and don't think are going to sell for very much. So I just drop everything down to whatever price I've decided to set. Today we're doing $8. The first time I ran a sale like this, it was $10. Then I tried $9, which worked out very well. Decided to switch it up and was hoping I might have even better results than last time by doing $8. We will see. I think after today, I am going to put my store in vacation mode for like the first time ever. I've done it a few times, but like probably only for a few hours because I'm like, no, I could be making sales right now. This sucks. But I have a lot I need to catch up with on my house. And I'd like to go through my inventory and just, uh, you know, make sure everything is where it needs to be because it's not (laughs) like all the stuff that hasn't been put into inventory, make sure it gets put in. So I don't know if I'm going to put my store in vacation mode or just raise my prices and not send out offers because then I might still get like one or two sales a day that just kind of trickle in. You never know. But most of the time when I'm not sending out offers, I'm not really getting many sales or dropping prices because sometimes I'll drop prices and then I'll get like instant sales. 
But yeah, if, if I'm not doing anything, that's the thing that sucks about Poshmark is if you're not really doing anything, if you're not sharing your closet, which I do have Posher VA, so I could still have that running. Uh, but it's still, even if I'm sharing my closet, if I'm not sending out offers or lowering prices or doing something, it kind of just sits there with no sales. It kind of sucks. So there's a lot of effort on your part if you want to get a lot of sales. Speaking of effort, I kind of learned my lesson with putting comments on bundles this week because I didn't have like a ton of negative feedback about it, but I did get some feedback about it that was not good. Like, stop sending me messages. Stop sending me these comments. I actually got three people, which isn't bad considering I sent over 2,000 of these comments out. So like three out of 2,000, not bad, but I will admit I went a little bit hard with the comments on bundles the last week or two. So I'm going to slow that down and probably not send that out for a week or so because <laughs> I do I know it gets annoying but like that's the only way you get attention to your closet because that's the only way you can really contact people without personally messaging each one of them and you can only personally message each one of them if they've actually purchased something from you so it's just it's hard it's hard so yeah I'm just doing like my little advertisements in my closet saying like eight dollar sale today and I'm not gonna send anybody any kind of comments because I'm tired of it. It's not easy for me to do anyway. It takes a long time. Clearly, it's annoying a lot of people. Well, a few people, probably more that didn't say anything. So we're going to slow that down. There is like a happy medium with that stuff. You have to be very careful not to go too spammy with it or, you know, just go too crazy and annoy people. But if you don't send them out ever, you're not going to get a lot of traffic into your closet. Like it's a great way to get people to go look at your closet. So Keep that in mind if you ever decide to do the comments on bundles. You can annoy people. Guys, I'm super loving my Hulken bag. Like, so, so much. I'm able to send out so many things. Like, take them to the post office at one time so much. I now... One time I was able to fit, like, no, actually, you know what? I don't think I've ever been able to fit all my packages in. I had one time that I was able to fill it up and then also carry my huge Costco. Like, I have this huge Costco tote that can carry, like, probably six to eight packages. Um, so I had both of those, and that was awesome. And then the next few times I've gone to the post office, I've had to do, like, two or three trips. It's insane because I don't even understand. Like, I feel like I'm not selling that much, but the amount that I have to take to the post office is insane. Not today, though. I don't think I have much to send out today. <laughs> I think I'm kind of caught up. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. It is a lot of effort. Reselling is a lot of effort, a lot of manual labor. Each listing is very labor-intensive because you are listing for one single item. Like, it's not like a retail store where you're going to throw this up and then have, like, 10 of that item. Now, maybe sometimes if you work it out right, you might. But, like, when you're doing the kind of reselling I'm doing – very rarely am I able to do like multiple quantities on one listing. So you have to put a lot of effort into prepping your item and then a lot of effort into photographing your item. And then I go back and edit my photos by using photo room, which I highly recommend. Uh, and then I'm going to go back through and list my item. And then I may have to go back in and make adjustments. Like you have to do your description. You may adjust prices later. I might decide to discount shipping all that. It's just a lot of effort and that's per item. And then like once that item, oh, oh wait, hold on, back up, back up. Then you're sending out offers on that item, right? Like you're sending out all these different offers. You might be doing that for months before the item sells. Then you have to, once the item sells, get it out of inventory. Go find it. Hope you can find it. Get it out, prep it again, 
because I don't have time at this point in my little reselling career. I don't have time to individually wrap everything and get it into inventory. I used to do that and I used to have time to do that. I don't anymore. It's, I'm doing such a massive volume, not massive, but such a large volume of stuff that I just do not have time to put in that much effort into getting the items into inventory. Because when you're able to do that, it makes everything so much smoother because you're just literally going into inventory, pulling your items, sticking them in a poly mailer, sticking them in a flat rate envelope, sticking them in a box, good to go, bam, send it out. If you're not able to do that and prep your inventory like that, you are going in hoping you can find your item because trust me, <laughs> I'd say only seven out of 10 times am I able to find the item quickly, like easily. A lot of times I misplaced it. That's partially because I have ADD, uh, partially because it just gets absolutely crazy and I have other things going on and it's just a lot. <laughs> also because I have a large inventory system, so sometimes I'll accidentally write down like AB instead of AC. It's a whole thing. So anyway, you have to go, okay, you find your item. You may need to steam it again. You're going to need to lint roll it. You're going to need to nicely fold it if you use like a folding tool, which I do have and don't use very often. I just usually do it by hand. I'm going to lint roll it again after I'm done folding it. I want it to look great. I like a nice presentation. So then I individually package each item. If they have a bundle, I'm wrapping each single item. Depending, There's a very few situations where I'm not doing that. There have been a couple where it's like it just doesn't make sense. If the items are like too big to be wrapped, then I'm going to do one item and then I do packing paper. Well, packing paper first in the box, put one item down and then I'll do a packing paper piece in between and then the next item down. So every once in a while I'll do that and it saves a little bit of time, but I don't know, 49 out of 50 times I'm individually wrapping and then putting a thank you sticker on each item because I think it looks nice. It's a nice presentation. So yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. And then you pack it up and you have to take it to the post office. So yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing <laughs> because getting good feedback isn't everything. It doesn't really matter. But if you're not getting great feedback and you're getting a lot of returns in a lot of cases, it's going to really slow down your business. So that's just something to keep in mind, you know, like great presentation, making sure you didn't miss any flaws and getting that item to that person and making them feel like they're having an experience that, like as if they purchased from Macy's or Nordstrom, something like that. That's a great way to get good feedback and return customers. Okay, so a little bit more to touch on the trip I'm going to with my friend in three weeks, little, no, three weeks now. Um, super excited. We're going to Phoenix. I was just listening to Sisters Who Posh last night and Taylor said that she usually goes to Last Chance on Friday. So I think I need to go on Friday to see if I can see her because I will go up to her and say hi, obviously. Um, that'd be cool. I don't know if it's going to work out that I can go on Friday, but I'm going to try to make that happen. I'm also planning to do a quick trip to Reno. I don't know if I'll do that before. Probably not. I'll probably do that sometime after my trip to Phoenix because I'm just going to drive to Reno and go to their bins. And I'm not super excited. The reason I haven't done this yet is because I've heard very mixed things about their bins. I've heard that they don't like switch it out more than once a day. And that's a little bit scary, but it's like worth it for the experience. And then I can make a podcast about it. So might as well make a day out of it at some point. I'm also planning on doing a Dallas trip. I think I talked about this in my last episode. Uh, I'm going to just go by myself though, unless somebody happens to volunteer to go with me 
before then. I don't really mind going by myself, though. I'll just get myself a little Airbnb, a little rental car from the airport, and I'll hit up all five of the bins, and I will do that while my kids are with their dad. So I'll probably just do, like, a Thursday to a Saturday and then come home, like, Saturday afternoon so I can still get my kids and everything will work out great. And it'll be fun. It's just, like, the cost of it. I need to make sure it's going to be worth it because I have to pay for, obviously, a plane ticket. I have to pay for a pet sitter. And I have three pets. I have two dogs and a cat. And apparently it's $1,100 if I want to go to the freaking little uh, pet stay place by my house. So I'm going to get on Rover and just see how much that is and if I can make that work again to go to Dallas. Or, sorry, Houston. Houston, Texas, not Dallas. Like, I'm just, I've been wanting to go there so bad to see, like, the five different bins. Like, I think that is the coolest thing. We do have three here, so it's not, like, a huge difference. But uh, McThriftsy or, what's her name, Kenzie? I think it's Kenzie on YouTube. She always goes there, and she finds, like, amazing stuff. I've never seen anybody get that good of stuff, and it's just, like, you know, I'm having that FOMO, fear of missing out. Like, I just need to go and go at least once I want to go. So, yeah, I'm decided I'm going to make that happen as long as the cost makes sense because it's always nice when you're doing something like this. You're going to make hopefully all your money back or a good amount. It's a good experience. You're having fun. You're switching it up. You're doing something out of the ordinary. You're probably getting new inventory that you haven't gotten before since you're in a different part of the country because I have noticed that, like, when I'm purchasing my inventory in California – I'm getting so many California buyers. It's absolutely crazy. I'd say at least 50% of my customers, if not more, are people that are pretty local to me. Like I get a lot that are literally within driving distance to my house, but then also a lot in like Southern California, but a lot of California. So I think that's interesting. And I think that by going to Phoenix or going to Texas, I'm going to get different inventory because what I see these other people posting that go there, it's different and it's exciting. <laughs> and like, it's still going to be like dirt cheap because it's the bin. So I'm freaking excited about that. The only thing that could make a trip to Houston, Texas better is if I could convince my sister to go with me, but she's opening up her own store right now. So she's like busy every single day and probably wouldn't be able to go. Or my best friend, Chanel, my other best friend, Kristen. <laughs> one of my cousins I need somebody to go with me my mom oh my gosh my mom I'm gonna message her um but yeah like that'd be so much fun I wonder if she would be down oh that's a good idea I didn't even think about her until just like now because I was like thinking about people that it would like make sense work-wise for because my friend my best friend Chanel kind of wants to try doing reselling on the side and she is doing it a little bit with her own personal stuff but she wants to like thrift and kind of get into it and make a little bit of a side hustle out of it and we are planning a trip where I'll be going to Utah with her to thrift because hustle at home mom on YouTube also like one of my favorite people she goes to this really awesome thrift store in Salt Lake that I'm dying to go to the stuff she finds there is crazy I also want to go to their outlets I want to go to all the places so that's another trip I'll be doing this summer I'm super excited. Like, <laughs> this is one of the reasons I love my job. Sometimes I hate my job. Like, sometimes I do because it is not a nine to five job. It is a almost 24 hour job. No joke. Like, I find myself waking up in the middle of the night to make, see if there's any offers I need to accept. It's bad. But in my defense, I normally wake up in the middle of the night anyway because my kids sleep with me. And it's usually only on the nights that they're with me. And I'll just be like, well, I'll just check real quick. 
and that's not necessary. That's just being extra about it. But yeah, it is a very time consuming job. It's very strenuous. There's a lot of physical labor that goes into it. But then also it takes so much time that it's hard for me to do stuff like work out and all that because I'll think, ooh, I'll just list one working out. But the fact of the matter is, even if I have these photos on my phone when I go to the gym, the only way I can list it is if I'm on the bike and then I'm not getting a real workout, you know? If you're getting a real workout, you're not going to be able to post listings. (laughs) So I know when I'm going there, I'm taking away time from my work and I want to make a lot of money, but I'm trying to find that balance. You know, this is, we're coming up on the year mark of me doing this. May will be the year mark full time. And I think I'm starting to kind of get things under control. Um, but it still is taking a lot of my day to get this stuff done. So yeah, I'm going to work on finding that balance. Uh, my best friend Chanel suggested that I try to make it more like a nine to five job where I have specific hours that I'm working. And then on the other hours, I'm just kind of off work, you know, and that makes a lot of sense. I just don't feel like I've been at a place where I can do that yet. I also have so much inventory that's not listed. I feel like I need to get up. I need to get up. And, you know, the fact of the matter is it's just going to take a while to get it all up. That's just, it is what it is. It's going to take a while and I need to be patient with it. But even with all that being said, reselling is like the best job ever. You do get to make your own hours. You can take a day off if you need to. And I definitely have had days where I'm like, I'm not listing anything today. Like it's not happening. I'm not packing up orders. Sorry, everybody who ordered something, you can wait an extra day to get your package. And for the most part, it works out. I've actually only had one person ever complained about my shipping time. Um, and I did take a, at least probably four or five days to get her item out. So the mo- for the most part, people don't seem to care. And if somebody does message me and is like, hey, I need this right away, I'm sure to get it out right away. So there's a note to anybody buying. Like, if you need something, message your seller. Message the seller and let them know, hey, if you could get this out, like, tomorrow, that'd be amazing. The great thing about Poshmark is everything is shipping priority mail, so it shouldn't take too long to get there anyway for the most part. But yeah, just message the seller, let them know. I appreciate it a lot. Like every time I can't accommodate them, but most of the time I can't accommodate them and get that item shipped out same day that they ordered it. I'm not sure if I talked about this in a previous episode, but I'm going to touch it on it again. I really like going to the bins and getting blouses and tops because they are so lightweight. I can literally get probably 60 tops for 30 or $40 at the bins. And then I can turn around and list them for a really good deal on my Poshmark and get a ton of sales that way. I I really like that. And I know a lot of people don't like listing tops because they consider them to not be like a substantial item. But I disagree. I sell a lot of tops. Love picking them up from like basically any brand. I love getting uh, an older woman top like a Chico's top or a Worthington blouse, you know, depending on the style, obviously. But the nicer blouses, I really like getting those or even the ones that, you know, appeal to a younger crowd. I think they're a great purchase. They're great to get at the bins because they are just so freaking lightweight. And I picked up a whole bunch of them a couple days ago and I'm going to incorporate a lot of them into my $8 sale, which I'm really happy about and excited about because I'm still making, like, even if these items are selling for only 8 bucks and I'm only making 5 bucks, I'm probably making four fifty per top with not too much effort, you know, because this is going to be a quick turnaround since I literally just purchased them. So if anybody purchases them at $8, like, 
I've sold them within a few days. Like, that's pretty amazing. Or actually, probably one day if I don't list them until today, you know. Oh my gosh, you guys. I finally sold one of my items that's been sitting forever. The Maeve dress. I talked about this in another episode. It's like leopard print and floral. And I said, I thought it was really cute. But like, nobody wanted it. And that I was going to have it forever. Finally sold it. I sold it for $11. I made eight off of it, which is great since it was a bins pickup. Not what I initially had in mind. I'm pretty sure I initially priced it at like 140 or like 100 or 89 or something. <laughs> I was really dreaming on that one. But yeah, I'll take my 11 bucks because I really didn't think that was ever going to sell. Okay, so we are now in February. I'm starting to wonder if I should start listing my summer items. Like, I have a very few amount of summer items up now. But I'm like, you know what? We are approaching the spring, which means we're approaching the summer. Do I need to start listing these items? Because I'm still trying to get these fall and winter items out the door. I don't know. I'd love to know what everyone else is doing. I'm not seeing a bunch of shorts or anything like that on Poshmark, so maybe it's a little bit too early for that. You guys, I have this YSL Saint Laurent Paris sweater that I really need to get listed. And I've had this thing for almost a year. But since the little tacked on tag came off on one side and I need to sew it back on, I've already attempted to once and I could not get it to look right. It just, I wasn't sewing in the right spot. Um, but yeah, I'm planning on getting that fixed and hopefully up today because I think I can get like 100 from it. I'm not exactly sure. What, I looked at comps on eBay and Poshmark, and they were all over the place between, like, 70 to 200. So I'm super excited about that. It's just, like, a basic, I think it's wool, uh, black and white striped sweater, which is awesome. I actually got this, I think, at Eco Thrift, which is, like, a big thrift store by me that I no longer shop at for a freaking great deal. And I'm, like, 99.9% .9 sure it's authentic. It is very well, it's got to be authentic. I think I'm 100% sure. <laughs> Can you ever be 100% sure without having it authenticated? I don't know. Okay, going completely off topic for a minute. My son wants another kitten so badly. He talks about it every single day. I don't want another kitten, you guys. I really don't. Like, there's a teeny tiny, teeny tiny part of me that's like, oh, a kitten. But, like, poop? Can we talk about poop? Like, my dogs poop so much. I have to clean that up. I have to clean up my cat's litter box already. I don't want two cats in a litter box, you know? I really don't. Not into it. And <laughs> But, like, I'll do whatever to make my kids happy. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I've been looking on Craigslist. And I know, yes, we also went to a shelter yesterday and saw a couple. But, like, not with the intention of actually getting one because there was some adorable ones. And I was still just like, look, we're not at the place yet. He just really wanted to see some. So I let him see some, and there were these two little Siamese kittens that I was so tempted to get, but I'm like, absolutely not. because, And the reason why I'd have to get two was because they were a bonded pair, and they were only like letting them be adopted together. If it was just one, I probably would have gone home with a girl, to be honest with you. But I was like, I'm not taking on two. It's not happening. But anyway, back to the Craigslist thing. I looked on Craigslist for a little bit, and there was... Just the cutest picture that, like, I couldn't help but be like, I'm just going to contact them and see, you know. Like, let me see. They were Maine Coons. One was gray and super fluffy, and one was orange and, like, super fluffy. And I'm like, the gray one. We need the gray one. The gray one was a female. So I sent her a text. I'm like, hey, how much are your kittens? $3,500, you guys. I was like, 
choke. I choked. I'm glad I wasn't on the phone. It was just a text because I was so taken aback by that. I did not know cats outside of like those Savannah cats went for that price. <laughs> Over my dead body, will, would I ever spend that much on a cat? It's not happening. So yeah, uh, no, no second kitten for us. And with how much it costs to have an animal boarded or have somebody take care of your pets, I really don't want to have four at this moment anyway. I don't know if I talked about this at all yet, but I'm also getting rid of a bunch of stuff in my house. Like, I really want to be a minimalist or as close to one as possible. It is very hard for me. I don't know that I'll ever get to that point, but as long as I can get rid of a bunch of stuff, that'd be great. And I'm doing it around my house and then also with my inventory. I got rid of a lot of stuff that I didn't think would sell for much just decided to get it out the door. And how I do this is I give my stuff away to people that need it, that are in need. I usually put it out on the curb or the driveway and then I let people know like, hey, I have jackets, I have clothes, I have whatever you need. And there's a lot of people in need around here, so it's always taken pretty quickly. And I don't feel bad about it because most of it I got from the bins anyway and I didn't pay that much for it. So that's also a nice thing about having this as a job is that you can also give back. Like I can give a bunch of stuff away for free without much of a loss and that's really nice. I just really wanted to get it to a place where all of my inventory is actually put into inventory and listed and I don't have these insane death piles everywhere of stuff that needs to be listed. I would absolutely love to be in a place where it's like, oh, I go out and go thrifting and then I come home, wash the items, prep them, photograph them, list them, and then put them into inventory because we're not at that place yet. There's like a line. The new items have to get in line and wait their turn to be ever even close to getting into inventory. So... Really hoping we can get there and get rid of the death piles. Don't need the piles. Just need everything sold and gone. But I can't just get rid of everything because I did pay some money for it. Like, I can't donate everything. I need to keep some of it. So that's just the goal for the next few weeks is to get rid of a lot, donate a lot, and then list a lot, and hopefully get to a place where there are no more death piles. I also went through my kids' clothes and donated a bunch as well, so that was really nice. A lot of stuff that they had that was, like, either maybe had a stain on it. Not really. My kids don't stain their clothes up that much. Most of it was stuff that was too small. So we just went ahead and donated that. I did watch the third episode of Milf Manor, and that show has now fallen off for me. I'm not into it anymore. It's just, like, stupid now. It started out promising, like, for being amazing train wreck television, but now it's just, like, not, it's not it. It's not it. So I don't recommend it anymore. I did want to touch on live sales a little bit and just say that I've come to the decision that I will not be doing them. I don't think it's worth it. I feel like every time I look on the pages, it's, like, barely anybody's in each show, and the only way you can get people in your show is if you're willing to sell other people's items, which I'm not. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to sell other people's items, so <laughs> I'm just not. And I've seen how crazy people get. They're like, ooh, put my item in. Put my item. Did you get to my item yet? Did you get to my And it's like, that's just not for me. I will be so irritated if I have to deal with a million people that are like, ooh, do my item. Run my item now. Like, I can't do it. God bless everybody who is doing that and is willing to do that. That's so kind. Um, it's just not for me. So, yeah, I won't be doing live sales anytime soon unless something changes or they get way better. Just not for me. Something else exciting that I've done is I have been inputting all of my receipts for this year and last year. I don't think I'm at the point where I have all of them in yet, but I have a good amount in. I am putting in 
the store I purchased them from, the date, the amount I spent, and then the amount of items I got. For the ones I got at the bins, I'm just doing an estimation of like a dollar an item. So if I spent $23, then I say approximately 23 items. It seems like I'll be okay to do this with my taxes, but I am going to talk to my accountant tax lady and make sure I'm doing everything right for when I do my taxes. Super nervous about that, you guys. I'm super nervous. Like, I'm scared, but I don't know. I really like my tax lady, so hopefully she can help me get through this and it won't be as painful as I think it will be. But yeah, the time is coming up. Let's get into February goals a little bit. So I do have a trip where I won't be here for just a few days. I don't think I'll actually have to put my store in vacation mode because your girl doesn't have good shipping time anyway. It says I ship within one day on my Poshmark, but it's a lie. Like if you're lucky and you catch me on a Wednesday, you buy an item like a Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, I'll probably get you the item out same day. But if you buy one on like a Sunday, Monday or Tuesday, it might take a few days. And that's just, it is what it is. I try my best to get items out when I can but I'm not a same day shipper or a one day shipper for the most part. And that's just life. Like I try my best to get them out as soon as possible, but it doesn't always happen. Anyway, though, with that trip coming up, I'm going to give myself a goal of selling 150 items and only sourcing in Phoenix. I don't want to source for the rest of the month other than while I'm in Phoenix because I don't need to. I just want to get as many items listed as possible and sell at least 150 items this month. I'm not going to give myself any sort of financial goal because I just, I need to, other things are more important at the moment than that. Of course, you always want to make money. Like, of course, I always, you know, there's always some number in your mind, but I'm trying really hard not to focus on that and just focus on selling a specific amount of items. If you are a reseller, though, I can't stress enough how important it is to set goals every month. Because if you don't have a goal in mind, you won't know if you hit your, your goal or not, if that makes sense. Like I, ever since I started doing my goal setting, which I think I've pretty much done from the beginning, almost every time I have surpassed my goal, not every single time, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have every single time, but almost every single time I have either hit my goal or surpassed it. So I highly recommend like, whether it's a note in your phone or like a, you know, you write it down, whatever. Go ahead and like list how much you'd like to make this month, how many items you'd like to sell, how many items you'd like to get listed, and have those numbers in your mind. I personally have an, a certain number per day I'd like to hit, a certain number I want to make of like a cash number, which I'm not going to share, but having that number in my mind has helped me so much. I think I would say probably eight out of 10 days I end up making that goal. And it's a steep goal, you guys. So just like have a goal in your mind. We don't have, we are all not going to have the same goal. Figure out how much you need to make per year. Calculate it down to see how much you need to make per month, then per week, and then per day. And keep that number in your head every day when you're making sales. Like, have I hit this number yet? Like, how close am I to hitting this number yet? If I drop a few items down, do, you th do I think I would hit that number? That's how I've been doing things. It's really helping me out a lot. It's helping me make a good amount of money. And I cannot recommend it more. And the great thing about being a reseller is that there's almost no limit to how much you can make. If you work your ass off, like, you could make a lot that month. Uh, it's just, how many items are you willing to get listed? How how much work are you willing to put in that month? If, if you're willing to list 500 new items in your closet, and obviously you have the inventory to do it, 
I can almost guarantee, unless you're not pricing your items right whatsoever, you're going to have a crap load of sales that month. So you really decide how much you're going to make. And obviously, you can't control everything. You cannot control how much people buy. But I like to think of myself as like a force to be reckoned with when it comes to Poshmark. I might annoy some people, but I'm extremely aggressive. Like, I will get sales. Like, it's just, it's not, that's, there's no other option for me. I'm going to get sales. Like, of course, I've had days where I got no sales, but I am very aggressive with sending out offers. I am very aggressive with relisting. I am very aggressive with messaging people or commenting to people, sometimes to the point of annoyance. And I am trying to step that back a little bit. But I will lower prices. I will send out those offers. I will run sales like no other, and I get sales that way. And I'm extremely aggressive, and I put a lot of work and effort into it. So it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is easy. It's a lot. And, you know, when you get some negative feedback about it, it does suck. But that is part of the job and part of life. Block those people and move on. Because, like, they don't want to buy from you anyway. If they're sitting there telling you that you're annoying them, they're not going to buy from you. So just block them and move on. And like I said, I sent out over 2,000 comments on bundles yesterday, I think it was. And I had like three people complain, which is less than what? It's like a third of a percent. Like who cares? Yeah, but still, I mean, it still stings a little bit, but that's just part of life. So like I said, there's no limit really to how much you can make as long as you are willing to seriously grind and probably lose a little bit of sleep <laughs> and mentally exhaust yourself but the great thing is like you can do that for a month this is what I did January I did that for a month and then I'm gonna take this month and step it back a little bit because I need to I just need to for my mental sanity and it doesn't mean I'm not gonna work it doesn't mean I'm not gonna make money but I'm not gonna push myself as hard as I did last month because I know I need to recover a little bit from that because I was aggressive in January and I'm always willing to give people advice like that's why I started doing this podcast um, I was hoping that it'd be me and a few other people. It does kind of seem like it's just turned into my podcast, which is totally fine. Like, hopefully I can get some people on as guests at some point. If not, I will just do this thing myself because that's what I do. I like to grind. Um, and it will be, an, at some point it would be another source of income for me. I'm not at the point where I'm making money off of my podcast yet. And I'm totally fine with that. Is right now it's just free advice for people that might need it. It doesn't take that much time out of my week. It's not too hard for me to get done. But yeah, I'm always willing to give advice. And I, I will sit here and tell you exactly how I did what I did, how I get this many sales. It's just a matter of whether or not you guys want to listen and actually put in the effort. Because you can do everything I do. But if you don't list as many items as I'm listing or you're not as aggressive or as active on Poshmark with commenting with these buyers and like making deals with them because I have conversations going on bundles and like, you know, there's a lot going on. It's a lot. It's a big part of my day. And if you're not willing to put in that much work and effort, you're not going to get the same payout, you know? So, and that's going to get, that advice goes to me this month because I'm not going to put in that much effort. So I'm not going to get as big of a payout as I did last month. And that's life. And I'm okay with that for this month. But if I happen to really need the money this month, then I would just grind the same way I did last month. I would just do it. You know, like that's what you have to do. And this is why this job works out so well for me is because I can be pretty self-motivated when it comes to money. 
it's not going to work for everybody. Some people do much better with a job where they have a salary pay or they have an hourly pay or whatever it is. And they're just like guaranteed this amount of money because with resale, you're not like you slow down. Your business is going to slow down. You take a step back. Your sales are going to take a step back. So yeah, it's a great job. It's awesome. It's super fun, even though it is super exhausting, but you have to be willing to put in the work. Like that is just the truth. This is no MLM. This is nothing like that. This is all like you're going, you're buying your own items, your own inventory, you're listing it, you're making money. And then there's a lot of work in that too, because I do a ton of research. I watch YouTube videos. I look up stuff online to see exactly what I should be buying. Like I'm not just, it's not all just off of my mind. Like I'm not like, oh, this is cute. I'll buy that. Oh, this is cute. I'll buy that. There's a lot of research I'm doing. I'm seeing what other people are buying. I watch a lot of what sold videos, excuse me, a lot of what, what sold videos on YouTube and I will put that in my mind or even write it down if I need to. The brands, the sizes, like for instance, I know that when it comes to sizes, you're better off buying like size medium to about 3X. Size extra, extra small, extra small or small are more likely to say it doesn't mean that they won't sell. It doesn't mean you shouldn't get them, but you should really try to keep your closet stocked more with those middle of the range sizes, like the medium, the largest, the extra large the 1X, the 2X, the XXL, you know? And that goes with men's sizing as well. Like the smalls aren't going to sell as quickly. And that doesn't mean don't pick them up. It just means don't have a closet full of size extra, extra small petite women's clothes because that's only targeting a very small amount of people that are buying from you. You want to have a bigger, bigger size section if that makes sense. Another big part of it is staying up to date with trends and brands because certain brands come in and then they go out just as fast as they came in. Like Johnny was, isn't as great as it used to be. Like it doesn't mean it won't still sell, but it's not going to sell for what it used to sell for. So you need to really stay up to date with what is current, what is currently selling and what is currently not selling and just really keep that in your mind. And it's constant. Like for me, it's daily research. I'm like daily researching what I should need to buy. Like, what should I buy? What should I avoid? What's in style right now? Things like the sizes don't really change. Like, that's a pretty, pretty straightforward, always, all the time. Like, get size medium to large to like 3X. Those are the great sizes. A little bit bigger isn't bad either. Like 4X, 5X. But it's just not... The majority of people are going to be in that size, the medium to the 3X range. Like, that's great. The ideal sizes are extra large and 1X and probably 2X. Those are, like, the top selling. Or large. Large is a great size, too. But, yeah, anywhere from medium to 3X, you are great. Like, that's the perfect sizes to be buying. And when it comes to jeans, I'd say, like, size 29 to like 34 in women's because some brands do that as well you know or that would translate to like a size 8 to a size 22 maybe um those are the good sizes right in like 24 is not a bad size I just sold a pair of size 24 plus size made well jeans so it's not like that size doesn't sell it's just that the majority of people are a little bit smaller than that but they're also a little bit bigger than a size six. So you're just kind of doing that middle of the range section. And that's the sizes I tend to look for in the thrift store first is I'm going to go to the size large, the size extra large, the size the plus size one X and two X. And I might still look in the size small and extra small. And if something catches my eye in those sizes, I'll still probably buy it. If it's a good buy, it's a great brand. 
but I'm going to keep my focus on those larger sizes. So yeah, it's just all about that mindset, keeping that mindset, knowing what sizes, what brands, what styles you need to be picking up currently. And this is something I've heard from a few people is like, aren't you worried with how much inventory you have? Like that stuff's going to go out of style and not sell. Yes and no. I'm not really worried about it because everything sells. Like everything will sell. It's just for the price you're going to get. And most of my stuff that's sitting is from the bins. So I barely paid anything for it. So I will guaranteed almost get my money back or it's going to be donated. So I'm not super worried about that, but I don't want sitting inventory. So yes, goal is to get everything listed before it could potentially go out of style and get the most money you can for it. Like obviously if you can get $30 for something instead of $5, you want to do that, you know? Anyway, hopefully these tips were a little bit helpful. This was kind of just like a chit chat with some advice. I will be back next Monday. I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet next Monday. Again, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, hit me up. You can hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Poshmark, wherever wherever you can contact me. Do it and we will do an episode together. Okay, bye guys. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast because it helps us out so much. Also, follow us on Instagram at My Chaotic Closet Podcast. Bye, guys. <laughs>